Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. SEC Media Days is in full effect. There's plenty of going on with Razorback basketball recruiting, Razorback football recruiting. We're going to get it on, into all that and more. Your questions also on Hogsports Live. So, SEC Media Days in full swing now. Greg Sankey was this morning. Dan Mullen is gone. They've got some more coaches today, obviously. Only LSU is Arkansas's only opponent. And I'm not there right now, obviously. I'll get there on Wednesday. Uh, doing it a little bit different this year just because Arkansas is on the last day with all the COVID protocols and things like that. Just figured I would go in uh, for the one, one and a half day, I guess, uh, of the event. But I will be there. I'm watching it right now. One of the key reasons why we had a new setup, I've got a monitor here, a monitor here, and then I got a 75-inch TV about 10 feet away from me. So who's got a better setup than that? I don't know. I haven't seen anybody. All right. It's just going to be me and you today, so go ahead and get your questions in. And we'll answer them. But I want to go over a few things first. All right. I'm not going to go over how to watch and all that stuff. But as you can see, it's our 50% off promo right now. We started just because SEC Media Days has kicked off. It's just kind of like it signifies that college football is right around the corner. And you know you're going to want hogsports.com, the number one insider source on the hogs for all your Razorback coverage, especially when fall camp gets here because you're not going to be able to get enough of it. So sign up for 50% off. There's no promo code or anything. It breaks down to $1.03 a week, $4.48 a month, billed at just $53.70 for the entire year. There's no promo code or anything. Just go to hawgsports.com, and you will see the offer right there. If you like what we do on this show, if you like what we do on Drive Time and you know Out of Bounds, everything else that we're, we're on, all the free stuff that we put out, come see what we have behind the curtains. You're going to love it. The message board – It's worth the price of admission alone. Okay, enough of that. Appreciate everybody's support, by the way. So, first things first, Darian Ford committed to Arkansas. Uh, Was that five days ago or so? Uh, Magnolia, Arkansas, we've known about him for a while. Number 50 ranked prospect in the entire class. Had a lot of different options and and picked Arkansas, obviously. Arkansas has been pretty relentless recruiting him. He says he talks to him about every day. Number nine, combo guard in the country. Number three in Arkansas. Top 50 players, number three in Arkansas. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in-state class a little bit. But had Alabama, Auburn, Baylor, Florida. I could go on and on uh, about him. But uh, lefty, got to love a lefty. Cut up. Good frame. Nice-looking addition. 6'4", 190-pound combo guard out of Magnolia. 
So Arkansas right now in basketball has Darian Ford, Barry Dunning, who's out of Mobile, Alabama, and Joseph Pinion, who's out of Moralton. Dunning is the number 77 ranked player in the country. Pinion is number 122. Dunning's a four-star. 6'6", 205. So what else is out there? Nick Smith inside the state, number 27 ranked player in the country on 24-7 sports. On the composite, on the top 24-7, which is the individual site ranking, Nick Smith is the number 20 ranked player in the entire country. It is a five-star. Khalil Ware is the number 17 ranked player in the country and is a five-star out of North Little Rock. So you got North Little Rock, Nick Smith out of Sylvan Hills, Ware 6'11", 210, Smith 6'4", 185, Darian Ford, who's committed to Arkansas, obviously, and Joseph Pinion. Those are your top four players inside the state of Arkansas who all have Arkansas offers. I mean, if they just get those guys, it's, I mean, an all-time great class, is it not? They rank number three right now nationally. But there's also guys like Kajani Wright, who ranks number 14 nationally, number 10 on 24-7 sports. Out of California, who's visited Arkansas officially, 6'9", 235, power forward. There's Jordan Walsh, who can jump out of the gym. I mean, he can jump out of a – Skyscraper. 6'7", 190 pounds, number 56-ranked player in the country. Out of Southern California also. So, Curtis has a, a nice breakdown. I'm not going to go into it specifically by detail. And, by the way, Curtis Wilkerson is back. The last couple of nights have been his first nights in the state of Arkansas. He went on vacation. He's had a lot of uh, family issues with his, de- uh, with his grandfather. And um, certainly that's been a tough uh, in our sympathies uh, with Curtis and his family. Khalil Ware, who we mentioned, Kajani Wright, who we mentioned, and Colin Smith, who's a four-star, number 109-ranked player in the country out of Chandler, Arizona. Ernest Uda, Jr., number 58 player in the country, 6'10 center. And Johan Traor, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, another California kid who's also a center, 6'10", and is a four-star, number 69-ranked player in the country. So those are the front court guys that, that Curtis breaks down and goes into a lot of in-depth information on those guys. You will need a VIP membership, and you know how to get that for 50% off right now uh, to read that. Uh, Curtis also, right when he got back, he start, he put a bunch of, you know, asked for a bunch of questions on there. They, he got so many questions, he had to break it into two stories. But he's got a recruiting mailbag and a question, you know, a mailbag about the upcoming season. So two great articles by Curtis Wilkerson um, today, I guess. This one was seven hours ago. This was July 18th, so that was yesterday at 12, 12.01. So two nice articles there. CBS Sports released their new top 25 and one ranking, which is their – I don't know why they do an and one. It's like, why not why do 26 – or why not just call it 26? Why not just do 25? I don't know why they do 20, top 25 and one, but they've been doing it forever. But Arkansas actually fell a spot. I know, it's like, oh, no, they fell a, slop, <laughs> a spot in this ranking. But uh, they are number nine right now, and the reason they fell is because Texas got a big commitment. Arkansas obviously didn't get Kevin O'Banner, who – I mean, the rumors were, and if you were paying attention to this show and Hog Sports – that, you know, Texas Tech was the team to beat. Arkansas still had a puncher's chance at it from what we understood, but it was kind of Texas Tech from the get-go, which kind of made it interesting that, you know, there was a top ten released and all that stuff when pretty much everybody was here in Texas Tech with with Arkansas still trying to get in there. But uh, finished second. Arkansas is going to be all right. It would have been nice to have him. I mean, obviously, he's, he's a really good player. Uh, but they did get Trey Wade, 
DC Tony, Stanley Amude, Chris Likes. I mean, I, I, and I'm leaving somebody out. I can't even remember. Jackson Robinson. Uh, am I saying his name wrong? Anyway, they did pretty good in the transfer market. Now, flipping over to football recruiting real quick before we get into SEC media days. Patrick Kudis committed to Arkansas. He's going to play offensive line. He's listed as a defensive lineman. Number 21 ranked prospect in the state of Tennessee. He is – where is he nationally? Nationally, 621 national. Listed as a defensive lineman on here, number 91 defensive lineman. Now, again, 6'5", 285, going to play offensive line. This is a guy that had pretty substantial offer list also, Arkansas, Illinois, Oregon, Arizona State, Florida State, Indiana, Kansas, Louisville, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Virginia, Virginia Tech. I mean, a nice offer list for Patrick Kudis, who's and, – and that makes, what, four offensive line commits in the class, and that is the minimum that Sam Pittman wants to bring in in every single class. So, off to a good start there. That's number 18 – no, excuse me, 16, number 16. Arkansas's class is ranked number 18 nationally, number six in the SEC right now. Miles Rouser still leading the way as the number one commitment in the class, number 168 overall recruit in the country. The offensive line is is the best position that they've recruited so far. Marion Harris, Andrew Chambly, Eli Henderson. So, good group. I did one last look at the Arkansas football season for 2020. Just did this the other day just because, I mean, we're about to turn the page officially, right? I mean, we are three weeks away from fall camp. From what I've been told, this hasn't been official, but the players are going to report on August 5th. I don't know where they're reporting from. Most of them are already there. Maybe they go home for a little bit. But they report August 5th, and then the first practice is August 6th, and that's 29 days, and then 30th day would be the uh, the upcoming uh, season opener on what, September 4th against Rice. So we're inside of seven weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's not that much farther before – college football takes hold so exciting times coming right around the corner and it'll be over before you know it and you know it will be so I just kind of went over some of the wins to remember obviously there was only three games I feel pretty confident that Arkansas would have won six last year and that includes the the games they got screwed over in but they would have won six last year with uh with the three non-conference games that they didn't get to play it was like Charleston Southern Nevada UL Monroe I believe so, you know, that's not counting the, you know, the losses where, like, you can literally, if you wanted to, blame the refs in all three of these. Now, people can say, like, there's a lot of different reasons, but, like, some of these came down to just some critical points. And, you know, we'll start with, um, you know, they lost three games by a total of seven points, all on kicks. So, they lost to Missouri, 50-48 as time expired. If K.J. Jefferson had led him down the field, they scored a touchdown with 4.04 left, two-point conversion to take a two-point lead in the game, 50-48. to 48. Now, the thing that – like where you'd like say, like, you know, what was this about? You guys remember Joe Fouché, uh, the taunting penalty. Like, he makes a play, brings up third and long, like third and 12 or something like that, and he does this crosses his arms, like for a millisecond, at his own bench. There's not a Missouri player anywhere, but that apparently is taunting. And we're learning a lot about taunting now because you can't do this if 
you're playing Texas in the face or anywhere near a Texas player, like you can do it over to your fans, and that probably, as it was stated by the head of uh, officials in the Big 12, that probably won't be a penalty. Probably. you got to love that language when you're talking about rules, right? Subjective, auto- automatically subjective. But you can't throw the horns down at a player, so I'm sure Arkansas will be told that week two when they play Texas. Which, by the way, I don't know. Like, So we post – it's it's interesting to me on this Facebook page because we post information, and, and I think a lot of people think it's just me, but, you know, we have national team that, you know, posts relevant information around college football. And anytime somebody posts something like another – about another team, you know, in college football, and they can be on Arkansas' schedule, people will be like, who cares? Nobody cares about that. I want to hear about Arkansas. So, like, you don't want to know about anything going on except for Arkansas? Just – Blinders, Arkansas only. I mean, I get it. We're going to put a 80% of the content is going to be about Arkansas. But we had something about Texas the other day because they had Big 12 media days and, you know, just about Sarkeesian talking about the Texas quarterback battle and this guy puts, who cares? Nobody cares. Like this Fox News, nobody cares thing rotating around. It's Arkansas's week two opponent. I don't understand that. Anyway, I digress. So... The thing that stunk about that thing with Joe Fouché getting called for that flag was Arkansas's defense should have come off the field after that. I mean, it was a third and long, so that, I mean, I guess they could have converted it, but it was going to be tough. And Arkansas's forced to stay on the field, and then a few plays later, guess who injures his leg for the rest of the season? Grant Morgan. It would have never happened. The LSU game. The LSU game, Arkansas lost on a 44-yard field goal attempt that was blocked. They lost 27-24. I mean, I guess they would have just tied it. So this was a game where the second time that year, and we'll get to the the number one, but the second time that year there was a fumble. LSU fumbled the ball. Joe Fouché recovered it from the get-go, like the very beginning of this fumble. You know, it was a pile. Comes up with the ball, has the ball. But it's ruled that there was not a clear and immediate recovery, as we are familiar with that language. And Arkansas wasn't granted the ball. And it wasn't like at the end of the game or anything, but it was, I believe it was later on. I mean, and then there was also a uh, ejection of Jalen Catalan, which should not have been an ejection. And that caused him to have to miss the, you know, there was like six minutes left in the game. And so he had to miss the first half of the Missouri game also. And then the Auburn game, which is very difficult to count as a loss. I mean, Bo Nix, everybody remembers. Drop the snap, picks it up off the ground, turns behind him, and throws it into the ground. It's a fumble. Arkansas aggressively trying to get the ball. Some Auburn players still too. But it wasn't an immediate recovery of the football. They blew the whistle dead, and so you have to have an immediate recovery of the football. Arkansas players aren't quitting trying to get to the football. I just I don't understand that. Like, if people stop play, then they say, you know, it's, all right, it's dead. But they were still going. You're taught to continue going through on a play like that. Arkansas did everything they were supposed to do. They were punished. The SEC, and that's one thing, like, I kind of regretted when I saw Sankey up there. And I don't, I don't remember seeing the head of officials up there, but I would have loved to have asked, like, can you please explain this? And in addition, can you explain why you gave Arkansas, who hadn't won an SEC game at the time in a couple of years, why you gave them Florida, why you gave them Georgia? 
why'd you do that to him? Like, explain that. And there's, I've heard, like, it's the only way it would have – no, it's not. It's not the only way it would have worked. It's the only way it would have worked without ticking off somebody like Alabama or something. So. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're moving on, right? (laughs) We're moving on. we got to get this stuff out of our system so we can move on. But only Georgia, Texas A&M, Florida, Alabama, I would say, beat Arkansas soundly last year. Texas A&M was still pretty close, and and Arkansas played Georgia tough for about 36 minutes or so, had the lead. Um, So, yeah. But Alabama beat them pretty soundly. Florida beat them soundly. But people, I think, forget a lot. Like, Arkansas has a lot coming back from last year, a lot. Nine starters on offense, like ten on defense. I mean, they got to get some things short up on special teams, but I mean, they could have they could have won six games last year. They could have won, and with the LSU game, I mean, they were ravaged on the defensive line. I mean, there were two of their top three defensive tackles were out, and all four of their top four ends were out of the game. I mean, that's tough to overcome. It's not going to be like that this year. You know, like there was there was one postponement for Arkansas. If you don't have enough players to play this year, you're going to forfeit. There's no rescheduling in 2021. The time for rescheduling was last year. According to Trey Schaap on 1037 The Buzz, Arkansas is one of six teams that have reached 80% vaccination level. And that's kind of the, that's the ideal target number. We, you know, want at least 80%. And, and Greg Sankey today was, you know, kind of drove that point home. So there's only six teams in the SEC, and Arkansas is one of them. Which is kind of weird because as a state, we're under 40%. We're under 40%, which is we are, as a state – 48th behind we're behind Mississippi and Alabama we're 48th right now in percentage of people who've gotten vaccinated and that's you know hey that's your call I'm done looking out I mean I don't want to sound callous about that at all but I got vaccinated I did everything CDC said I stayed at home I locked down for a year I mean I I don't want to say it like I'm done looking out but I'm I'm moving on and 
if you want to get vaccinated, I guess that's up to you. Stay home, whatever you want to do, I guess. But Arkansas is 48th right now. People do what they want to do, I guess. I didn't get on here to talk vaccinations and politics or things of that nature. So I know people make that political, and we stay away from politics, right? All right. Postseason awards, Jalen Catalan was first-team All-SEC, AP, second-team All-SEC coaches, third-team All-America by Phil Still and Football Writers Association of America, freshman All-America also by the uh, – I guess, was that the Football – yeah, Football Writers Association, excuse me. Football Writers Association just named him freshman All-America. He was the first freshman defensive back in the SEC since 2007, registered 95 tackles, make at least three interceptions. Grant Morgan, preseason All-SEC. Nobody had it. Nobody picked Grant Morgan preseason All-SEC. Ended first team by the SEC and the coaches. The first Arkansas defensive player to do that since Martrell Spate. He was a Walter Camp second team All-America and AFCA second team All-America. Third team by Phil Still. He, along with Catalan, are on the Butkus Award watch list that was announced today, and Traylon Burks on the Maxwell Award watch list. So, best defensive player, best overall player in college football uh, for those two awards. Traylon Burks was a second-team All-SEC pick by the AP and the coaches after hauling in 51 catches for 820 yards, 16.1 yards per catch to go with seven touchdowns. His 91.1 yards receiving per game are ranked third in the SEC. Really, he missed three-quarters of one game. He only played nine. If he had kept that 13-game pace, like that pace that he had – even with the you know missing that you know part of that game, if he had it over 13 game schedule, he would have finished with 1,184 yards, which would be second all time in school history. He's getting a lot of attention heading into this year. I kind of thought Sam Pittman was going to bring Traylon Burks. I get why you want to bring Myron Cunningham, you know, and Grant Morgan was an obvious selection. I'm, I'm, I'm not like saying they, he shouldn't have brought Myron. I just thought that Traylon Burks is a guy you bring to SEC media days. I think this is probably going to be his last year here. So, they only they were only able to bring two. Maybe if they brought three, maybe Burks would have been the other one. I kind of thought my favorites to go, unless Pittman, you know, wanted to do all seniors, Grant Morgan, Traylon Burks, Jalen Catalan. And I probably would have had Myron Cunningham fourth. Where are we at? Talked about the vaccination rate. I don't think, like, people are like, yeah, if, if Alabama has to forfeit, they're going to figure out a way around it. But nobody's going to drop Alabama in the polls because they had to forfeit a game, you know, or something like that. I thought this was kind of fun. Ranking SEC media football, uh, SEC football media guide covers for 2021. Arkansas was seventh, so – on the bottom end of the top half. I mean, it's it's a it's a good media guide. It's Catalan, Burks, Morgan, Cunningham, three guys I just mentioned, four guys I just mentioned, excuse me, as possibilities for to come to SEC Media Days. It's nothing just like wow factor, I guess, but it's pretty good. It's a nice look at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium beneath them. I mean, I don't know what Florida did that makes theirs any better. They just have three guys just kind of standing there posing. Like Arkansas has, they have their helmets on. South Carolina's five. I don't know what's so special about that. I like Ole Miss's. Alabama's is all right. Missouri's is pretty good. 
Georgia's number one. It's a guy holding a helmet. I don't know. We need football. <laughs> These are the kind of top ten lists we're doing right now. I mean, it's okay. I don't mean to hate on Brad Crawford. He does a great job. But uh, All right. I'm going to switch over. Switch over to questions right now. But one more time before I go to questions, 50% off right now at HAWGsports.com. If you like the content that we produce, you're into the free stuff that we put on Facebook or, um, you know, send in the newsletter or whatever, you like what I do on this show, you want to find a way to support. And people have asked before, like, hey, you have a Patreon. How can we support? Go to the website. Get a great deal on our VIP content at Hog Sports. That's an easy answer. It's a dollar three a week. Breaks down to a dollar three a week. You're going to love it. We don't have a lot of people cancel. We have a, we always have a hard time trying to get people signed up, but once they do, they stick. It's kind of like, you know, you didn't know what we had. So, sign up. You'll enjoy it. Promise. And if you don't, I mean, let's don't even talk about that because it ain't going to happen. All right. Randall Files says, Whoopig Suey, what do we expect to learn from media days? Well, we learned that you forfeit <laughs> if you don't have enough players to play. They still are going to like kind of have those policies of like, you know, how many players you need to, to play a game, uh, you know, at, at different position groups and stuff. But you're going to forfeit. So that's, that's the main thing. And then, you know, with Pittman, who knows? We've got a running list of questions that I should ask. I don't know how – well, I'm going to be able to get into questions and stuff. Like, I know I'm going to do a walk and talk afterwards, so look forward to that on Thursday. But I don't know – yeah, I don't know how – like, like we usually get to do, you know, a breakout room interview, like where it's just local media up in the suite. I don't know if we'll be able to do that. Players, you know, aren't going behind the small podiums. They'll be behind the big stage. So all that stuff will be a little bit different. But um, I'm sure Sam will drop a, a nugget or two. You got to keep something. You got to hold something back. You know, the last, this is Pittman's first SEC media days. And Morris is, I just remember thinking, like, you know, we heard all this before. I didn't know it was going to be like a precursor to how all of his press conferences were going to be. But Morris's SEC media day speech was almost his introduction speech. It's just one. One interview in a long line where he said very, very little. Nate Davis says, Woo Pig from San Diego. So excited about football. Me too. I can feel it. Alex Hamilton says, Paramount Plus makes everything worth it. It's my favorite streaming app, not to mention the great content. Now, I will say this about Paramount Plus. Now, Paramount Plus is free to subscribers. We have done things in the past where, like, people who are on a promotion get, like, you know, a day or two, and we'll let you sign up for Paramount Plus for absolutely free, which is a $100 annual value. Um, and you get that for the lifetime of your subscription. But right now, if you're on a promo, then you're not eligible for Paramount Plus also, okay? So we do have another option where you can sign up for $1 for your first month, test it out if you like it. You know, then you pay regular price, and then you'd be eligible for Paramount Plus. But we have done things in the past. We don't have that going right now where, you know, we say, okay, everybody can sign up right now for this, you know, small window and get Paramount Plus also. And, again, you get Paramount Plus. If you're not on another promo, you get Paramount Plus for – if you're subscribed to Hog Sports for 10 years, you'll get it for 10 years. 
Ended up being like a $1,000 value. Pretty good deal. Appreciate you noting that, Alex. Donnell Williams says, which player is more important to dis- the success this year? I thought you were saying like discuss. To the success this year. I mean, Jalen Catalan is incredibly important. I mean, to me, he's the quarterback of the secondary. I mean, it's hard for me not to say Catalan, to be honest. I, and, and that's not a slide against Grant Morgan because he's extremely important also. And maybe that position group is a little thinner. So maybe you would say Grant, like him staying healthy, him being out there because, you know, safety, if you have something happen at safety, you still got Joe Fouché, you still got Miles Slusher back there, you know. So it might be Grant, just, you know, when you factor in his importance to the team, obviously, which is extremely high, and uh, and just the depth at linebacker, some of the questions. Keith Bulger says, really think Alabama or Georgia have to forfeit if they can't play. Yeah, but I mean, like, first of all, I don't think it's going to really come to that. Um, half the teams almost are at that 80% vaccination level. But if Alabama or Georgia has to forfeit, they're not going to fall in the poll. Nobody's going to be like, oh, they lost. Drop them 10 spots, you know, so it's not going to happen. Where is the most important must get for us in the state? He's, I mean, he'd be a big one. Phil on a lot of a lot of reasons. Philip Doolin says, "What's up Trey? You may address this before reading this, but if there are not any forward centers be all, yep, we talked about that. You may have to go back to the beginning of the show, Philip." Norman Hunt says, "So many questions. One, after st- studying the schedule, will Arkansas fans be stoked as I would if Arkansas gets a 6-6-7-5 record in distance ball selection?" I think so. I mean, from most of the people I've talked to, that's kind of like, you know, there's a lot of let's get to a bowl game talk, you know, this year. And to me, like six and six is pretty equal to what they did last year. I think it's equal when you consider they should win three of those four non-conference games. Texas is in Fayetteville. We'll see on that. But those three, you know, I've said before, Arkansas is done losing to these cupcake teams. And you can't call them cupcakes. That's not fair because they come in there and beat your butt like some of them did. But I just think those days are, are through. And I think Arkansas would have beat those teams last year. I'm going to pause this because Ed Orgeron's coming up on the podium, and I want to see what he has to say. Arkansas's only opposing coach that goes today. Next question was, who's going to be the backup quarterback? I think it'll be Malik Hornsby. I think almost certainly it's going to be Malik Hornsby. Nate Davis says, we're really going to see what we're about come that second game. Horns down. Absolutely right. That's going to be a big indicator. There's a an article about, you know, biggest swing games for SEC teams in Arkansas was Auburn, which is a big game. But to me, that Texas game is just like, where are you at now? Where are you at? This is a Texas team with a brand-new coach, new philosophy, new, you know, all kinds of stuff. And a quarterback battle that's unsettled right now. Now, they've got two, you know, former four-star recruits battling it out. But you never know at quarterback, so – Donna Williams says KGA Jefferson will be a top five quarterback in the SEC. Save it. Nate Davis agrees. Jeremy Livingston says, for replying to Keith, people got their own conversation. Donna Williams says, do we have a shot at the corner from Oklahoma? Gentry Williams, five-star cornerback from Oklahoma who's visited Arkansas officially. 
Arkansas has been recruiting him a long time. Kiwan Parker, who was a 2021 Arkansas commitment, is his former teammate. So they've got some connections. It's just when Oklahoma offers a guy inside the state, there's not many programs out there that can come and get him. Alabama's done it. USC, there's some crystal balls for him there. So it's going to be – it's going to be a battle for them to get. I mean, if they get him, that would be like one of the like wow moments in Arkansas recruiting history. So I guess answer that, take that answer how you want. Kevin Carlos Canova says, "Go Hogs, my SEC team." Donnell Williams says, "Who will be the backup quarterback?" We talked about that, and I'll just go into a little more depth. I just think you know Malik Hornsby went throughout the spring. As the uh, as the starter as the as the backup, I mean, he was. I don't. I don't think he ever came off the second team. So, from everything I can tell, it's going to be him, unless like Cade Renfro comes in and just like stuns everybody, or um, maybe Lucas Coley. I mean, Lucas Coley, I think has some positive. One, I mean, it's possible one of those two guys, but I, I really think it's going to be Malik Hornsby. Keith Bulger says Burks doesn't like the attention. Does he? Might. Does he might have asked to let others go? I, I don't think Burks would have done that. I just think that – I think Pittman wanted to bring a couple of seniors who both came back for their sixth year of eligibility. I think there are other ways to reward players for sticking around. Uh, but that's – you know, I think that's probably what went into it. I think in this day and age, you want to make sure you get as much exposure from just like the NIL standpoint stuff, although I think Burks is going to be rich one day soon. But I also think it, you know, maybe it helps Myron Cunningham get on some SEC preseason lists. Uh, you know, we fill out those uh, preseason all SEC teams. And I'd be honest with you, and I think a lot of other people do this, but like familiar names, you know, I mean, like I'm not an expert, an absolute expert on Kentucky football. Now, I'm going to read up on them. And I've, you know, watched some of their games last year and stuff, but I'm not an expert. And to me, I think they're like, who does Kentucky bring to SEC media days? You know, oh, man, that guy's familiar. I remember him. Maybe I'll, I'll put him on the list. So I think that could have maybe bumped up Traylon Burks and Jalen Catalan, guys like that a little bit. Um, but maybe it, gets, maybe it gets Myron Cunningham on one of these lists, you know. So maybe that was part of what went into it. Help him a little bit because, I mean, like really like Catalan is a future draft pick. Um, I don't know if Morgan is or not. I don't – I think he will be, but I think, you know, his size and all that kind of stuff will come into question a little bit. But, uh, you know, Traylon Burks is a draft pick. Myron Cunningham, is he? I mean, pretty close. So, you know, any exposure I think would probably help him. Maybe that's what, what Pittman's thinking. I can't fault him for that. Andrew Douglas Eford says, what is our tight end situation? I feel that has been lacking lately. Well, you got um, Kern back and you got Henry back. And those are really the two guys that have any experience. You know, I thought Blake Kern was an absolute must-get return guy for his sixth year of eligibility. Um, you know, obviously he played pretty well last year. I thought he played really well, especially when, you know, I don't think a whole lot was expected out of him. And he's trimmed down a little bit. And, you know, Hudson has got to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, then we're going to see him on some list, I think, coming up and, you know, talked about as an eventual, uh, as an eventual draft pick. So. I mean, they need, like, they need a guy like Hudson to really step up just because, you know, Mike Woods left. 
I mean, so they need somebody to fill in, and he can be that guy if he can stay healthy. But he's been hurt the last two years at different times. Arkansas will be a surprise team, says Christopher Paul. Which Christopher Paul is that? Is that linebacker Christopher Paul? Could be. Andrew Douglas Eford says, RB, not QB. Who's the backup running back? I got you. So, backup running back, that could change a lot during the season. I think right now, starting out, it'll be Dominic Johnson behind Traylon. And, you know, I just think with TJ and Josh Oglesby, and it could be Oglesby too, but I just think, you know, Oglesby I feel like is more of a situational guy. I don't know if you'd say, like, you know, something happened to Traylon, put Oglesby right in, you know. Um but I think eventually you got to keep an eye on Raheem Sanders and A.J. Green. I think those two players are, you know, maybe the future at running back. So one of those guys at least I would expect to make a significant impact by the midpoint of this season. Norman Hunt says, we watch a tick-tick uh, Florida, says <laughs> we pig suey. Quinn Martin says, bringing Cunningham probably helps push the idea that Pittman wants to bring our O-line to the forefront priority-wise. Probably a little bit. Christopher Paul says, I'm his dad. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we're looking for things out of Chris Paul, you know. Freshman linebackers, it's kind of tough sometimes. But, uh, I mean, he played pretty well in the spring, I thought. Rolled with the third group some. Got a good build. Georgia boy. I'll tell you what. Sam Pittman is doing some work in Georgia, you know, not you know, not to overlook last year's class, but this year, I mean, they've got they've been on so many guys and that Cedar Grove connection has been I mean, they had so many players in for that for that first camp. Christopher Paul also says, I'm biased, but I know a little football too. I love the pit crew, what the pit crew is putting together. Well, they need some success uh, from these younger guys at linebacker. You know, I did a midseason and I'll I'll go into this a little bit since you're on here, Mr. Paul. But uh, I did a mid-season projected 40 depth chart. That's kind of things we do at Hog Sports. We just kind of overanalyze every single thing. And so I went into the mid-season for this depth chart. And, you know, I think that there's an opportunity for guys like Chris Paul, um, JT Towers, Kellen Burrell to, to move up the depth chart because your top four linebackers – are all seniors. And technically two of those guys, Draper and Poole, could come back for a bonus season with COVID and everything. But that's four senior linebackers. And behind those guys, you know, you've got Deion Edwards, who's um, in his sixth year. And who else? There's one other player. Andrew Parker, I guess he's getting up there. Is he a senior this year? I think he might be a redshirt junior. But to me, it makes sense to start looking at some of these young linebackers around that point and say, you know, you've got some time, like some, you know, mop-up duty one way or the other. Um, you know, let's get these young guys a little bit more opportunities in there because we're going to be relying on them. You know, so if you think the guy's got a future, then I think, you know, at the end of games it makes more sense to play some of those younger guys versus, you know, those, you know, older players who are, you know, kind of rolling with the third team. That's my thoughts on it. Okay, what else we got? I think I've run through all the questions. I want to remind everybody one more time, I will be doing a walk and talk from Hoover, Alabama. I don't leave until Wednesday. Again, I'm, I'm just going for the last day of the event, last day and a half of the event, I should say, just because Sam Pittman, Arkansas. I can't ever remember when Arkansas has been last on SEC Media Days. 
I maybe maybe it's happened. I just can't remember it. But I, I can't remember a single time where they have gone uh, last. Which you know, last is a day like you know people start kind of shuffling out. And Auburn goes last too, last day too, and it's in Alabama. So maybe that'll offset it some. But you know, I always kind of like duck out <laughs> the last day. You know, I stick around for maybe a couple of the coaches, maybe one of them or something. But I usually I usually get out of there. Uh, except for one year, I stayed. I actually stayed an extra day just – I think it was in Atlanta. I stayed an extra day just because I knew I was going to be wiped out and I wanted to just sleep in my hotel room. And, I mean, they let – it felt like 30 children on my floor that were all, you know, friends, and they were just slamming, running through. I, I called hotel. I said, hey, this is ridiculous. <laughs> These kids are running up and down the halls just opening doors and letting them sl- close on their own. So I won't do that again, but yeah, I can't, I, I can't remember when Arkansas has been last, but they are. So I'm going to go like, and then combined with just, you know, I knew there would be some, some trickery with just all the COVID stuff. So that's just kind of how I schedule. I mean, looking back, maybe I would have gone for the whole thing. I, I feel left out right now, just watching on TV. Like I want to ask a question. So, but I'll be there. All right, 50% off right now, HAWGsports.com that breaks down to 15 cents a day, less than 15 cents a day, $1. three a week. I mean, $53.70 for the entire year for insider Razorback coverage, recruiting, the best in the business with Danny West, Curtis Wilkerson, his basketball content, basketball will be starting up not too much longer we got football first, and you're going to love what we bring this year, what we've got planned. So go to hogsports.com. There's no promo code or anything, hawgsports.com. You will be glad you did. It's a great place to get your Razorback coverage. I know I'm biased, but ask our members. Ask around. See what people think. All right, everybody. I want to thank you for joining us. We'll be back with you guys on Thursday, maybe a little bit late. we got a lot of stuff with Arkansas. I guess there's a possibility I could go Friday morning. just depends on how things go. But I'm thinking I'm going to do the walk and talk on Thursday from Hoover. should be a lot of fun. So be sure to join me then. All right, everybody, thanks for your questions. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you in Hoover.